0: Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show.
1: Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down. The shirt! It's Jaws! On the
0: official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Right on the corner pattern for Williams, and the pass is intercepted! The Honey Badger
0: got him! And did I say, Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now! The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino, where it's at.
1: Mahomes has time here. Throws it long. He's got a man in the middle of the field. Watkins! 15! 10! 5! Angling left! Touchdown! King.
0: City. Here's Jay Binkley. That's
2: right. 33-31. to 31, The Kansas City Chiefs move to 8-1 today. The bye week awaits. Then the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. Time for a little revenge. I'll remind you, Andy Reid, 18-3 and after the bye week. 5-2 with the Kansas City Chiefs after the bye. wasn't pretty today, but the Chiefs got the win. Look at what they're doing the last two weeks. Now, I will say this. The offense did fine today. The defense, they gave up a little bit. And Carolina was able to control the ball for a while. More on Carolina in a second because I think Matt Rule actually coached about as well as anybody this year against the Chiefs, except for maybe John Gruden. I'll give John Gruden the best coaching job against the Chiefs this season because he decided to go deep. But Matt Rule did this like you're supposed to do it, like you're supposed to play the Chiefs. Make it tough on them. This is a hard-fought win. This was a grind for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense was giving up just 19 points a game, third in the NFL. So it's hard to come down on the defense, you know, being bad this year or whatever, but they were third in the NFL points against. Matter of fact, the Chiefs seven times this year have kept teams to 21 points and below. It's not done in the NFL this season except for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I digress. They gave up over 30 points today, the 33 to 31 win over the Carolina Panthers. And it wasn't always pretty at times, but I'll say this, Matt rule. I believe in that first half threw some confusion, Kansas city chiefs way. He was not afraid to do things that teams have to do against the chiefs. He's learned his lesson. You've got to score touchdowns or put touchdowns on the board or attempt to put touchdowns on the board. And I really don't know what the hell the broadcast team was talking about with the Carolina Panthers offense being explosive. They only averaged 22 points a game. Not exactly world beaters in that category, but I digress. They had a good game plan. They go three for three on fourth down. And I thought one play, really crucial, it was the drive for the Carolina Panthers, and this was the first touchdown they had on the board. When Kershaw McCaffrey um, put the game up seven to nothing when he caught that nine-yard pass from Teddy Bridgewater out of the backfield, it was on fourth and three, that took some stones. That took some stones to do. That ball was, was down. That was a 15-play drive for 75 yards. That took 8.53 off the clock. You were wondering when you were going to see Mahomes. That first quarter, the Chiefs just got it one time. I mean, that is the way. That is the recipe if your team is good enough and competent enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The fake punt they ran, I thought that was a beautiful thing. 28 yards. It was a fourth and seventh situation situation. They run a fake punt. Again, keep the ball, ball control, and move the ball. So the Chiefs had these things going against them. And then there was a fourth and 14 that Teddy Bridgewater picked up running the football. So three conversions on fourth down for the Panthers today. They tried two onside kicks, both of them to no avail. But they were doing the things that you have to do to beat the Chiefs. It was a perfect game plan against Kansas City. This Carolina Panthers team is pesky. This Carolina Panthers team beat the Buck, or no, excuse me, lost to the Buccaneers this year 31 to 17, lost a close one in the opener to the Raiders 34 to 30, lost to the Cardinals 31 to 21 this season. They've had some close games. They lost the Saints at the Saints by just three points this year. They've had some battles, and they got Christian McCaffrey back, which I felt made a difference for this team. They didn't have him before, and people are wondering does Christian McCaffrey make a difference? Well, he's one of three guys in NFL history to have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. So all that said, with what Carolina was doing, the Chiefs kept chipping away. Carolina goes up 7-0. Harrison Butker makes a field goal 39 yards It's 7-3. But then the second quarter, here came the Carolina Panthers again. Curtis Samuel in that 14-yard touchdown, widened it to to 14-3. Butker kicked 14-6. But then the Chiefs started doing what the Chiefs do. It's called imagination and creativity. Pat Mahomes goes in motion, goes takes the snap, flips around, throws it to Marcus Robinson in the end zone. That is a play that came – we talk all the time about Eric Enemy creating plays. We talk all the time about Andy Reid creating plays or Mike Kafka. It's a Patrick Mahomes play. The team does things in walkthroughs. They've been practicing it. They call it Ferrari Wright, and we'll hear more about this play. But Ferrari Wright, it was Pat Mahomes going in motion and throwing a touchdown pass. Never seen anything like it. I don't think the Carolina Panthers had seen anything like it. But that was the creativity to get the Chiefs back in the game at 14-13. to Then the third quarter, it belonged to the Chiefs. In the fourth quarter, the Chiefs get a couple touchdowns. Panthers got a couple touchdowns as well. Took a 67-yarder. Had the leg on it, as my producer, Kramer Sansone, likes uh, kickers. Saw the kick. It looked like it had the leg, just didn't have the, the accuracy so far. But that was pretty risky call. The um, clock management with the Chiefs going into the uh, halftime wasn't good. They passed on what would have been a 54-yard field goal, but I will say this. winds were gusting at 16 miles an hour at Arrowhead Stadium. It was one of those iffy things with kickers. Do you want to kick it or not? Harrison Butker actually missed a field goal, and he missed his sixth extra point this year. And we'd wondered, is it going to come down to a missed extra point? This is the sixth game that Harrison Butker has missed an extra point. So that was left off the board, field goal, 48-yarder was left off the board, even though he, he drilled uh, two field goals today, including a 55-yarder. But he left four points off the board. And even that extra point makes this game 34-31. to So just a field goal by the Panthers at the end would have just tied it, would have tied the game. But had he made the field goal, too, they would have won the game. Panthers would have had the score. So that's that. And as far as the Chiefs, they took advantage of their having the football. Let me put it this way. They they scored every time except once. They had the punt once, and they fumbled that ball at the end of the at the end of the half. Remember, Demarcus Robinson was trying to do something with it. It was a creative little play at the end. They were they didn't they didn't throw it to the end zone. They were just uh, throwing the ball, and Demarcus Robinson had fumbled. Not even really counting that because it was into the half desperation play. And then the missed field goals. But other than that, the Kansas City Chiefs possessions. Resulted in field goal, field goal, touchdown. There was that fumble. Missed field goal, touchdown, 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 punt. Put it this way. In the last two games, this is what the Chiefs are doing. Travis Kelsey, 18 catches, 268 yards, one touchdown. Tyree Kill, 13 catches for 211 yards, four touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, 788 yards, nine touchdowns the last two weeks. I mean, that, that is just putting up offensive greatness, offensive great numbers for the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's never that doubt. I didn't really have that feeling of, of sweating through this game. I figured the Chiefs would come back and win this game. I don't know if that's arrogance watching the Chiefs and seeing, but I've seen this before. I've seen this movie plenty of times. You give Patrick Mahomes a chance and look what can happen. The Chiefs came in this game unbelievably with a great stat that Mitch has put out this week when he joined Fesco in the morning. 7.30 on Fridays as he does every Friday. Teams are 0-10. Two minutes before the half or two minutes at the end of the half. Obviously, the Carolina Panthers scored at the end of the half here with McCaffrey. So, it's 1-for-11 now. At the crunch time, when this team needed to step up. And this defense, it came down to them. And the defense was out there a lot. Carolina Panthers had the recipe, as I said, to win this football game. Time of possession was slotted in their side. And usually time of possession is the end-all, be-all. It's how the Chiefs lost twice last year at home when they lost to the Colts and when they lost to Texans. Time of possession was way out of whack. And I felt Carolina that had 30 first downs today. Carolina actually had 435 yards of total offense. Chiefs uh, just three yards shy of 400 with 397 yards. But they had the ball for 38 minutes and one second. The Chiefs 21:59. So the Chiefs maximized their opportunities with their offense, to put points on the board. But Carolina, I believe, had a great game plan the first half. But the way the Chiefs are, they're going to wear you down. They're going to grind on you. And that offense is going to get to you. I will say this, though, and this is a concern of mine. Even though the Chiefs will do the opposite of what teams are taking away, if they're taking away the pass, they'll clearly do the run. We saw that in the Buffalo game. But the Chiefs only have 80 yards rushing the last two games combined. Buffalo, they had over 261 yards. Against Denver, they had 101 yards. But against the Jets and against the Panthers, two teams that really tried to take away the run. And the Chiefs really didn't do a ton of trying to set the run up today because they were, they were down early. 14-3 to 3 was about coming back with the pass. Only 12 rushes, 30 yards for the Chiefs. but Only 80 yards rushing. This is something I do believe needs to get better. We saw Austin Ryder back in there at center today instead of Kilgore. Rimmers got hurt, rib injury, did come back to the game. You saw Yasir Durant, rookie, undrafted free agent from Missouri coming at tackle. But the ability to ice away games, it's gonna be nice when everything works, when the passing game works, when the running game works, when it all comes together for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey today, 10 catches, 159 yards. Tyree kill, nine catches, 113 yards. So they're not doing a good job on those two guys. I mentioned Travis Kelsey now with 18 catches in the last two weeks. By the way, he's second in the AFC, in receiving yards, behind Stephon Diggs. That's it. Last year, Travis Kelsey was number one in the AFC in receiving yards. This guy's putting together one of the best tight end years in history from what we're seeing. But against the Jets, the Chiefs had three guys over 90 yards. Travis Kelsey, 109. Tyree Kill, 98. McCole The 96. One thing they need to work on is that ground game in trying to salt those things away. Now it's time to hear from you. 913-576-7610 is the Silverstein Ice Center's phone line. Give us a call this segment here. We like to call the No Huddle, brought to you by Evansville Distillery in Independence.
0: Let's go No Huddle. At the 40, foot race
1: 30, see you later. A fade route right side is intercepted, intercepted. Got it at the
0: 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610.
2: That's right, give us a call, 913-576-7610. You want to talk about this Chiefs game. Were you worried about it at all? Is there things that concern you? What's your chief concern? Is it running the football? Is it the defense kind of letting Carolina kind of do what they want for time? Teddy Bridgewater had a fantastic game. It's also our text line. Somebody's Garage Burgers and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. Let's go to KCK and talk to Dan. What's up, Dan?
3: Dan, I, I think I just got back from the power like this, around. that was uh, an ugly game. But the Chiefs found a way to get it done. Good uh, touchdowns by, and uh, I'll tell you something. I think that uh, defense still uh, made some mistakes, but they, you know, panned up when they have to. I couldn't believe Bridgewater made that fourth and fourteen, or something, and then the fake punt. But uh, heads up, by Chiefs, even though the Panthers are outside on that outside kick, and uh, you know something, Bink. I think it's uh, fundamentals with uh, uh, Butker on the. Extra points, but other than not know that so you could win. Let's take care of some revenge on the Raiders. Let's take care of their car.
2: Take care of yourself, All right, Dan, thank you very much. Opens up a phone line for you, 913 576 Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Butker. You know, they're working. He makes the field goals. Those are the difficult ones. So, you know, the snaps there, Tommy Townsend's, you know, holding it right. Laces out, boom. But for some reason, that extra point, kind of that mind block that we have... For Harrison Butker, I don't know what's going on there. We've said before that it hasn't hurt the Chiefs yet. Yet it could, though. Again, he makes that extra points, thirty-four to thirty-one. The Field goal only ties the Kansas City Chiefs. Had they played smart, Carolina at the end of the game, McCaffrey not doing something stupid there at the end, where he should, shouldn't have even caught it and just knocked it down, and give him another chance. But Carolina tried. I give him that real credit. Again, Matt Rule, you know, the former coach at Temple, former coach at Baylor, doing a great job. Joe Brady is a great offensive mind. Came from LSU. He was the LSU offensive coordinator last year. We had good old Clyde, Joe Burrow, you name it. Explosive offense at LSU. I digress. Chiefs find a way to win, but you know what? That's the NFL. I don't know if you checked the NFL scores lately, but we'll check in with Dusty Likens in a little bit on some of these scores. Something don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that the Cowboys, with Garrett Gilbert starting, are beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is a game to watch. Steelers 7-0. Remember, we are looking when they're going to start picking up those L's as we start thinking about that first-round buy. Very important. But again, weird things happen. Cowboys not a good team. But they did beat the Steelers. Oh, by the way, the Broncos lost today 34-27 as well. And the Raiders beat the Chargers by 8. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Michael in Wichita. What's up, Michael?
4: Not much. How you doing? Going good, my man. Man, we, we got to go
5: back to our, our new center. Right? He's just not getting it done. I, I, he's a great player. I love him. But he's just not coming through this year. That's the one, the one thing about kickers are
2: they're hard to find. And there's a lot of journeyman kickers that find their way on different NFL rosters. And a couple of the extra old Chiefs are playing, Cairo Santos and Ryan Suck. But the thing is, like, I really trust Butker to hit those long field goals. Again, he had those two 58-yarders against the Chargers. doesn't make sense. He had the 55-yarder 50, today. You just got to find a way to put it together. I don't know if you need to get all the sports psychologists in Kansas City, send him the one arrowhead drive, start working on it. The guy's got a quality leg. The take, guy's a good
5: player. I think he needs to take the next couple of days off and just get away from football and just kind of
6: regather himself.
2: How about go for two once in a while? I mean, it might yeah, come down definitely. to it. Teams are getting it at a 50% clip this year on pace for more fourth down or more uh, two-point conversion any time in NFL history. Might be time to work on that. I love the Chiefs when they're sitting at the two-yard line with that creativity.
5: Definitely. All
2: right, Michael, thanks for your call. Let's go to Chester. I need to hear from you, man. What's up, Chester?
5: Yeah, this is this is uh, another adjustment when teams can, you know, gamble, play you aggressive motivate, do things that they haven't done before, and see how you relate to it. He said, we're being hunted. And the hunting is for the crown still fits. When the crown still fits, I don't care what you throw at me. When, when, when the fan trying to fan the flames, the flames keep on burning. They adjust in different areas. And so adjusting, we watch game film, films just like they do. If one team can kind of get to them a little bit, and they study up in different things, it's given to the one that endures to the end. Uh, You can play them a little bit tight. You can control the ball the first half, and then you can do a little bit. But time catches up with you. And when time catches up with you, it's the one that is defending the crowd, Tell them the crown still fits, we're still the Kansas City Chiefs, what we match up with, you play us aggressive, we're healing up, we're going to have some people coming back, and we'll be the ones to continue tell them, game by game, I don't care how much they hunt us in different things, play us tough and be aggressive. Our fire is hard to put out. It's still burning, it's still yearning, it's hungry, it's in your face. Iron sharpened iron, and fire keep burning until you find a way to put it out, but we're still raining. God bless you. can look, you know, we'll heal up, get our little rest there, adjust, watch game fields, relax a little bit, get away from it, and come back with our new levels of saying the crown still fits. We're defending champions, mindset, cultivation. God bless you
2: thank you chester the agitation that woody machine keeps the clothes clean speaking of keeping the clothes clean let's go to the nfl desk and hear from our guy dusty likens what's up dustman what's going on jay binkley you buddy
7: well uh currently watching a commercial of a toasted cheddar chalupa looks pretty amazing but anyways uh this sports we got games this afternoon Kind of interesting because all these games on paper looked like maybe they'd be skips. Not these. Dolphins, Cardinals, 24-24 in the, uh, we're in the third quarter there. About eight minutes left. Kyler Murley doing his thing. 16-19, 221, three touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins only one for 17. Two, uh, 13-19, 167 and a touchdown. Um, spread out everywhere. Uh, Steelers-Cowboys, surprisingly the Cowboys are up 19-9 with uh, Jay Binkley's guy, uh, Garrett Gilbert, at quarterback, the four-string. Also, Ben Roethlisberger, to keep note, uh, did have like a slight injury. Uh, He had like a knee injury, he's back in the game, he's currently still playing because it is Ben Roethlisberger. Not a lot of action going on on Pittsburgh side, So not really anything important there. The big upset today, maybe it's not an upset, maybe it is, but Buffalo just absolutely destroyed Seattle 44-34. DK Metcalf still had a huge game, 7 for 100-plus and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook, the story of the day today, though, 206 yards rushing, two touchdowns. It looks like 2003 Jamal Charles all over again. Uh, Not 2003 Jamal Charles, I'm sorry, 2012 Jamal Charles. Um, But uh, Baltimore beat uh, Indianapolis 24-10. Also in the late game divisional matchup, uh, Raiders Chargers that game Raiders twenty eight Chargers twenty Chargers in the red zone first and goal. Uh, Jay Binkley, that's
2: sports update. Thank you much, Dusty. I do want to try that chalupa by the way, so I'm glad you mentioned that. But yeah, some some games to keep your eyes on. You heard him there. Steelers are down by nine or ten points, nineteen to nine. Cowboys over the Steelers sees weird things happen. If this was the Chiefs, we'd all be freaking out. What's going on? You know they're going to be freaking out in the Steel City. This is not a situation where Dallas wants to take that L, but they could. When we come back, we'll have the play of the game brought to you by Manzarese Jewelry. 9.30 in the morning on Fesco in the morning. You call in with the player involved in the play of the game. Plus, we'll talk to Chief sideline reporter Josh Klingler all next. <laughs>
0: This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A
1: remarkable acrobatic scramble, and the kick is good, he got it! A
0: 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazaris Jewelry. Mazaris Jewelry, in the business of forever.
1: Chiefs are in the red zone. They've got first down and goal to go at the two, trailing 14-6. to six. Now Mahomes in motion, comes back to the ball and catches fires for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City, Demarcus Robinson on a two-yard touchdown pass. And for Mahomes, the 98th touchdown pass of his career, the 19th consecutive game with such a strike, but not a play like that one, a new wrinkle.
2: And Mahomes would add some more touchdowns as well, as Patrick Mahomes ended up with 4. 101 touchdowns now. So that's uh, better than Dan Marino. It took him 44 games to get to 100. It took Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, just 100 to get to that mark. But that's the play of the game. They call it Ferrari Wright. Tell callers to call in at 9.30 in the morning. So you call in the morning and talk to Fesco in the morning. And Josh Klingler, name a player involved in the player of the game, which was... Patrick Mahomes. It was it was the Marcus Robinson for twenty five dollar gift card to Toppers Pizza, with a chance at a monthly grand prize of five hundred dollars to Mazaris. As a matter of fact, Tyree Kill after the game said the crazy thing is I don't think that play was going to be put in. The thing is, it's Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid said, I think you're seeing the best of him right now. And some of it you might not see talking about that play. That play was something Patrick Mahomes has been practicing. It was a Patrick Mahomes play. He goes in motion. Never seen him with the quarterback. Spins around, hits DeMarcus Robinson. Unbelievable play, putting the Chiefs down 14 to 13. But they're going to call any play a nickname. I right? That's the play of the game. Speaking of play of the game, let's go to the sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs who saw this thing up close and personal. His name is Josh Klingler from Fesco in the Morning. He's also sideline reporter
3: of the Chiefs on 106.5 The Wolf. What's up, Kling? I've often said that the uh, the bingo card continues to get full on Patrick Mahomes. Um, I guess that one's the free space because I don't I don't know what the heck that play was. You when you put your quarterback in motion. I feel like that 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 one's not on your bingo card. That's a that's a a freebie. I don't know. He, he's probably going to have too much
2: money. We've seen guys that, you know, retire with a lot of cash. And they don't typically, unless they're like Peyton Manning or something, waiting for him to go in the front office. But, man, I would like to see Patrick Mahomes, when he retires, be an offensive coordinator. I just think that, you know, putting all this crazy stuff together, he'd be unbelievable.
3: Or he would be that guy who's too good. Yes. <laughs> like i could i could have all this stuff for you but you're not me and can't run it everything like if michael jordan was wisely never a coach like larry bird kind of kicked that which was which was kind of surprising right when you when you have a guy that's like so good you yeah. always feel like they're not gonna be a great coach because they're gonna be like uh just do what i did and not a lot of people on this earth can usually do that so um mixed bag but yes yeah, so he'll have a he'll have a vast playbook of knowledge uh should he choose to uh to uh, move into that realm when he's done playing.
2: It's unbelievable seeing the plays that they're doing You know, to bring it back. That was a crucial time in the game. that brought the Chiefs back to 14-13. This game was not easy, Kling. Uh, you look at what the Carolina Panthers did. I mean, they're 3-for-3 three three on fourth down. They played this game like you should, just like you go back to the Raiders game where Chucky went for it on fourth and one, knowing full well I'm yeah. not giving the ball back to Pat Mahomes. But I've seen very few coaches go out and know they need to score and willing to do the fake punts and go for it on fourth down, like we saw from Matt Rule today.
3: Yeah, I did hear from Matt Rule after the game too. And He kind of dispelled that it was like because they were taking on the Super Bowl champs. It was just like, hey, we've had some struggles in these kind of short yardage things. We haven't punched it in the end zone. Um, we needed to do some things to kind of shake that up. So um, they saw some things that they liked, but I mean, they pushed about about every button right. And I, I feel a little bit for Carolina because. That's what the Chiefs do to people. Like, they played, I don't want to say necessarily their best game, but probably pretty close to their best game. They left it all out there, and the guys, the Carolina guys walking out the field look just kind of, like, crushed and devastated. Like, we did everything right to give ourselves a chance to win that game, and yet the Chiefs find yet another way to come away with a victory.
2: You know, it's weird because you think about that that offense. Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator, comes over from LSU. Matt Rule, certainly a lot of success as a head coach, Uh, when he's been doing it. But Kling, they had two receivers in the top 10 in receiving yards this year in DJ Moore. And with Robbie Anderson, they get Christian McCaffrey. And you're right. They gave everything they could to the Kansas City Chiefs. It just wasn't good enough. That was just deflating. And the Chiefs, I mean, offensively, they basically scored every time. They fumbled that one at the end of the half. No big deal. They did miss the field goal, and they punted one time. Every time they had the ball, they maximized. They only had the ball for 21 minutes.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was the thing. I mean, that was that we've seen teams try to kind of take the air out of the football and, and have long drives. And I know going into this game, those were some of the things that we'd pointed to a little bit. I know Mitch had pointed these out that, Hey, look out Carolina's second in the NFL and five plus minute drives. And you, you saw that they maximized, um, you know, their ability to, to work drives, especially very, very early on when they took the ball and, and had it for nine minutes or whatever uh, to, to start the game. I, I was just, I just came away really impressed with Carolina. I thought, they have they have a lot of um, offensive pieces and then added back um, McCaffrey today, who's as good or maybe better than advertised. He is really really tough to stop, and so um, Chiefs had to earn it, and that's okay. Yeah, you know they're not they earning earning wins isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, there's probably some questions about the defense a little bit because we'd really been shining them, and they're they've given up. Uh, gave up over 400 yards today um you know special teams still had their part of time timely penalties were kind of an issue uh today as well but all in all you still come away with a victory right so um that's how talented this team is that they they are able to overcome you know mistakes and and things they need to work on kind of week in and week out but there's plenty that they can do to still hit that ceiling which is probably great if you're a coach
2: Mahomes is he put himself is the uh leader for the MVP at this point
3: I mean he yeah he's really really good and he was really really good today and and the way he was kind of kind of reading the defense and obviously uh, kind of force feeding kelsey and hill as much as possible and again if they're calling um you know kind of trying to stop the run again and back-to-back games we've seen teams kind of go after the run and and he's made him pay with his with his arm but yeah he's he's got full command of the offense you see that they can put in new wrinkles each and every week and uh you have andy Reid and eric Bieniemy just drawing up new stuff Uh, randomly, so they still look like they have another gear to get to and probably a little more towards the the balance aspect of things. But, you know, if you're playing essentially seven-on-seven football with them and want to get into a passing shootout, um, my money's on the, the playbook of the Chiefs right now.
2: Which one of these numbers impresses you most? This is the Chiefs' last two games. Patrick Mahomes, 788 yards, nine touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 18 catches, in the last two weeks for two hundred and sixty eight yards and a touchdown. Tyree kill thirteen for for uh for thirteen for over two two hundred and eleven yards and four touchdowns. He's had back to back two touchdowns. Right. It is hard to say which like Travis Kelsey's having like one of the greatest tight end years ever. You can't discount Mahomes having nine touchdowns in the last two weeks. It's I can't even find out who's the best in the last two weeks.
3: No, I'm I'm really enjoying watching Kelsey go to work too because really your only chance is to have a a linebacker and a defensive back on him and then someone to try to kind of mug him at the line of scrimmage. The only time he was handled today was when they had two people on him. He got a little frustrated at times, but you try to go one-on-one and he's just that 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 uh, that over the top pass that he had where he kind of just put the juke on the defensive back and then then outran him i mean he is just impossible to guard right now and then the after the catch stuff he's really making people pay when they try to tackle him too so um i'm really uh really like watching i have always liked tight end play i think that's being a chiefs fan right we've been spoiled with with, uh, you know, Tony G into, into Travis Kelsey. So when they get that tight end going and create those mismatches, that's pretty hard, uh, pretty hard to stop. And then um, I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, you have to have, you have to have the right personnel and you have to have be willing to commit two people to them at, at all times, which is a pretty difficult ask.
2: Well, it was it all fun and games Kling? This was a hard fought game. Where do you come out on Harrison Butker? I mean, it's so weird. The art of kicking is so weird. This guy, you know, drill's a 55-yarder. He's the only hes the only kicker with multiple 50-yard field goals this year. He's got a 55 and he's got two 58s, but it was a six-game missing an extra point. It hasn't come to fruition where it's mattered. Today it could have mattered, actually. What do you, what do you come yeah. out on seeing? scene? What, what are they trying to do, do you think? I mean, what, what do you notice with him on the sidelines? Or what's the demeanor like? I mean, what's that
3: confidence like? I mean, they're working all the time throughout the game. So, I mean, it's not like the kicker's standing around – um, they're working constantly the wind, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make a, you know, uh, excuse with the wind today, but it was like weird and swirling it was this significant at different times of the game. And um, I thought even it affect some of the passing for, for a little while for a stretch. So, Um, whether that factored in, but clearly, you know, the, uh, the extra points, I mean, we're all holding our breath on extra points. It feels like it shouldn't be the case. And, you know, in previous weeks I just said, look, he's making field goals. So, you know, don't worry about the extra points. He's making the the three pointers today. He didn't make a three pointer either. So, um, uh, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, he's what three for five on kicks today or three for six or a four for six, Mm -hmm. a total on total kicks. I I guess I'm kind of looking at it as a total number uh, rather than, than, um, you know, the, the extra point number. So uh, he's got to get better. I don't think it's anything where I would, you know, be auditioning kickers. He'd get snapped up by somebody right away. I just think he's in a little bit of a funk with the uh, the extra points still. Um, today's conditions I don't think were the best to uh, to kick, although, uh, you know, uh, Carolina's kicker had plenty of leg on that last kick, and you saw him, you know, not being able to to turn it back in. So I thought it was a difficult day to kick probably at Arrowhead today than, than some other days in which he was – Uh, You know, missing extra points.
2: Talking to Chief Sideline reporter Josh Klingler. All right, I need a quote from you. I know you guys love this cut in the mornings. Would you classify it as a significant wind?
3: Um, I know that the other two people on my show probably would want me baited into saying that on the air. Yeah. (laughs) But it was a significant win. Yes. There we go.
2: We got Kling saying (laughs) it was a significant win, so we can replace Charlie Weiss with Josh Klingler at this point. All right, final thing for you, Kling. Only 80 yards rushing between the last two games with the Chiefs. I mean, they've been lighting up the scoreboard. They lit it up against the Jets. He scored 33 today. It's not like they need it, but it would be nice to kind of salt the game away, just being able to just, you know, ground and pound. Uh, But it's either one thing or the other. It's feast or famine with the offense. You can throw or you can run, and we haven't seen like both of them come together and gel at the same time.
3: Yeah, I, I want run games to put games away, and they don't look like that they're really comfortable doing that right now. Um, I know uh, Danon Hughes, Chiefs color analyst, is going to talk about that with us tomorrow morning when he joins us at eight thirty. But he was kind of pointing a little bit to the to the offensive line, and he'd like to see, especially you know, kind of the, as you're working on things in the bye week, have them get a little fiercer at the line of scrimmage and kind of force the action in the run game because I think they're going to need some more balance. I'm not I'm not saying you're going to get you know what was that game a few games ago, 245 yards or what have you, but you have to have some kind of you know, your um, presence in the run game, and they really haven't over the last couple weeks now. Have teams, I thought the Jets definitely lined up to take it away. Today, um, you know, I didn't think there were a lot of great push up front, a lot of great avenues, although they just didn't seem to kind of commit to it a lot. So um, I would love to see them get a little more balanced. Um, you have two really good running backs, and you'd love to use them down the stretch. So I guess the optimistic me says, oh, well, they're just saving uh, Le'Veon Bell for the stretch run, so why show a lot of things off before the bye? But I'm not sure I completely believe it.
2: Could you hear the crowd much today with that uh, capacity?
3: Um yeah, they were good today. They were really okay. good today. I thought they were uh not they were pretty quiet last week against the Jets I think it was the opponent, you know, and uh, they were kind of uh loud on touchdowns last week. They were loud throughout the game today, I thought from the jump. so uh the crowd was really good today and did did provide a nice little factor. I mean you have forced Carolina to be burning you know, first quarter timeouts again. so um that's uh that's an impact of of the crowd as well. So I thought they were really good and into it for most of the game. Okay, did I pick the right play of the game? Because that's – I mean, they call it Ferrari Wright. I had to go with that one. Yeah. I mean I've never seen anything like that. I mean, yeah. put a lot of people in, never. in motion, and first he went in motion. I didn't know who they are going to snap it to because there was there was nobody available. So I wasn't sure exactly how that play was going to develop. No, it was pretty cool. <laughs>
2: they score so many touchdowns. is so hard. But if you're going to call it Ferrari Wright and put a quarterback in motion – that's the play of the game. Call Kling tomorrow with Fesco at 9.30 in the morning. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs Network and, of course, co-host of Fesco in the morning. Thanks a ton, Kling. All right, thanks, Pink. There you go, Josh Klingler right there. Uh, we got the significant wind. They can replace that Charlie Weiss now in the morning where he says there was just a significant wind. We got a significant win today. Let's go back to the phone lines, 913-576-7610. The phone line's open for you for the entirety of the postgame show on the Silverstein Ice Center phone line, brought to you by Evansfield Distillery. Find distillery in Independence, Missouri. Let's go out to the phone lines now and talk to Double J. What's up, Double J?
4: Hey, what's going on? Uh, thanks for taking the call. I just want to say, what a win today. Uh, we did what we needed to do to get the win, and it, it was a good game throughout, I mean. Defense stepped up when they needed to, and that, that play by Pat when he went in motion, that was pretty sweet, man. He could do anything, and he just he makes your jaw drop sometimes. It's so awesome. Uh, but go, Chiefs, and uh, get rested on the bye. And uh, after the bye, hey, that's low. Appreciate it. Good to go. Back.
2: Thanks, Double J. Yeah, let's go. You know, it's a bye week, it's kind of a good time for a bye week. We'll go over injury report. Here in just a little bit, but Taco Charlton fractured his leg. That's a concern. He's probably going to go on IR, so take that defensive line depth down a little bit for the Chiefs. But having a bye week's good. Andy Reid again, 18-3 after a bye week. This is good. And here's the thing, and this is when it starts all coming together. The Chiefs this year have either a mini-bye or a bye week before every AFC West road game. That's right. They, they play on Thursday night, which they's like having a mini bye week because you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off when the others and they get a full bye week before the Raiders, the team that beat them, the team that snapped the streak against the Chiefs. Chiefs have still beat them 10 in the last 12. They've got a 10 game winning streak against the Broncos. They've won three in a row against the Chargers and 12 in the last 13. So Andy Reid controlling this division with a record of 29 and four against the AFC West. So. By week to get ready. It's coming at a good time for the Chiefs. It's a perfect time. It's not like you wasted the bye week early like the, the Steelers did in the Titans because of COVID. It's perfect. It's a perfect time to rest your team up, look at the Raiders. You have full two weeks to prepare for Vegas. And Derek Carr, that's actually playing pretty well this year as we've seen. Now, I don't expect Derek Carr being able to go downfield like he did against the Chiefs, but it will be interesting to see the, kind of the switch-ups because the Raiders – I think, had the best game plan against the Chiefs. I don't think it's arguable. It's the only team that beat the Chiefs in the last calendar year. What's today, Kramer? Is it the ninth? November, Eighth. November 8th. Okay. The last loss they had was they've lost one time since November 11th of 2019. It's unbelievable what this team is doing. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Eddie. What's up, Eddie? Bank. Can you hey. hear me? I hear you, Eddie.
4: Hey, Bink, I am. Uh, I'm walking my dog right now, so I can't hear you that well. I just want to say, uh, first off, big fan of you. I love Le- uh, Lake and Bank. Uh, we've met a couple times before, but why are we giving like the defense? Why are we just like saying, "Hey, it's all good. We won. We beat Carolina by two points." Yeah. It's 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 a, it's not good. We are getting fat and happy. The Chiefs are getting fat and happy. And you know what happens to fat and happy people? They get slaughtered. We are going, we are preparing ourselves, and I'm a Chiefs fan forever. So maybe I'm just a pessimist, but I'm preparing myself to get slaughtered.
2: But that and team good. that team is not bad in Carolina. Let me put it this way You know, the National Football League, where anything can happen any given week, this stuff happens. And I've been telling you, the Chiefs still got the win today, but Patrick Mahomes has never lost by more than one possession. No other quarterback can say that in his first three years. They get the job done today, they get the win. This defense. Had been playing well. Listen, the only team in the NFL that has seven games this year keeping a team 21 points and under. They, the third in the NFL in scoring defense giving up 19 points. The Raiders game in this game were not good. It was the best coaching job we have seen. The defense was on the field for a whole time. There's not an excuse. They did not tackle well. I didn't like what some of the defense was doing. I thought they were out of position. Miscommunication in the first half. This was not a banner day for the defense, but they haven't been this bad all year.
4: Jay, do you, do you, yes or no, think that this team sleepwalked through a lot of games now? Because they are so good that they can now just do, say, F, F it and just yeah, do whatever they
2: want. Now. I would agree with you on that on the Raiders game. And I think that they caught Not themselves they and talked to Ken. I didn't think they slipwalked through the Jets. I didn't think they sleptwalked through the Broncos. I mean, they put bad teams down. Denver they took, you to know, a special team score, defensive job. score. I mean... They got to find a way to motivate themselves. They really do at this point. You're right about that. They have to find a way to motivate themselves because everybody on their schedule at this point is not as good as them. They are the best team remaining on the schedule. They have the easiest schedule left the national football league. You got to get yourself up and you know, the good thing is, it's not a good thing because you lost the game in the Raiders, but the fact the Raiders beat you took a victory lap around arrowhead. Yeah. It's time to go out there and kick their ass.
4: Yeah. Hey Jay, can I say one last thing? I, I'm drinking a Bob's 47 from Boulevard. Uh, are you a fan or are you not?
2: Oh, I love that beer. It's good beer.
4: Hey, big fan. Thank you, man.
2: All right, brother. Thank you. Enjoy that beer. You know what? I went out yesterday and got winter beer. I went winter beer shopping, Kramer. Um, it's time to turn that October beer into winter beer, right? I did it. Got me some mothers. I don't know we texted text line. Some mothers out of Springfield. Get some Sam Adams winter lager. So I'm ready for winter, man. Let's go. It's football season. Let's roll. Today didn't feel like football weather kind of sucked. I'd like to be in the 40s and cold or 30s and snowing. That's, that's what I really like. Let's go to Zach in Wichita. What's up, Zach?
8: Hey, Bink. What's going on, man? This How are is you? Zach in Wichita. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to um, just kind of reiterate the Chiefs kingdom that, you know, a lot of times, you know, the past couple of years, Andy Reid has done a marvelous job of disguising things and making sure that he doesn't put a lot of things on tape. Uh, in order to you know save things for you know new for the playoffs, so I just want to reiterate that to the Chiefs Kingdom. You know, don't panic, we're all good. Um, just kind of trust the process here. But so I just want to get get your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell and his progress right now, and what your expectations are here uh, for the rest of the season.
2: Well, I expect it to start production to go up. It's been three games. Uh, it's been three games now. I do expect that production to go up from Le'Veon. I, I'm kind of down on the running game. Last two weeks, again, only 80 yards rushing and teams are trying to take it away, which I don't understand because the last two weeks we've seen teams really concentrate on taking the runaway, and Pat Mahomes has only gone for 788 yards and nine touchdowns, which is fine with me. You want to play that game? Let's go. Let's dance. You better tap dance like Fred Astaire if you're going to let Pat Mahomes throw the ball all around, if you know what I'm saying. But it's the NFL. Weird things happen. Look at the Seahawks. They lose to the Bills today. Everybody's saying the Bills suck, and the Seahawks were great. (laughs) Well. Seahawks don't have a defense. They don't have a pass defense, and it's going to come back and bite them in the butt, and that's what you're seeing now. And the Steelers struggling for no reason against the Dallas Cowboys today. It's 19-15 to 15 right now in the fourth quarter, but again, weird things happen. Dallas sucks, and you guys know that. Let's go back to the NFL desk and check on those late-game scores. Speaking of Pittsburgh and Dallas, with our guy, the Dirty Werewolf, Dusty Likens. What's up, Dusty? Not much,
7: Mr. Binkley. Just spending my time on Sunday evening watching football. And you did bring up the Pittsburgh-Dallas game. That game is now 19-15. Juju Smith-Schuster caught a touchdown uh, most recently for Pittsburgh. Uh, Big Ben still in there. Dallas is uh, battling with uh, Garrett Gilbert is their quarterback. Mm. Um, right now, Pittsburgh has the ball in their own 34-yard line, 33-yard line. They just got the ball back from Dallas with the Micah Fitzpatrick interception. So 19-15, nine minutes left in that game. The game of the day, man, is uh, or tonight at least, is Arizona and Miami. That game is... now and it's just tied. It's Tua versus Kyler Murray. So Binkley, I know exactly where your mindset is in this as Miami just tied it up with a touchdown. Uh, Tua to Hollins. But Kyler Murray in this game, 19 for 23, 241, three passing touchdowns. That's a 149.9 rating. Oh, also 92 rushing yards and one touchdown. You mentioned how people thought Buffalo sucked. Buffalo doesn't suck. They just played the best team in the NFL and lost to the Chiefs. They've had a little couple of rough roads. Josh Allen's neighbor, Seattle, 38, 31 of 38, 415 in the air, four total touchdowns. He had zero interceptions and a 138.49 passer rating for the dub. Also, Patrick Mahomes was once again fantastic. Binkley, as you stated in a tweet earlier, he now has nine touchdowns in two games. I think Patrick Mahomes... Is now, again, the MVP favorite as the Chiefs won that game. And one more late game this evening. Um, You have the Chargers and the Raiders. Division matchup. Raiders holding on barely right now. The two-minute warning had just hit 31-26 in that game. Also, from other highlights today, Dalvin Cook had 200-plus yards rushing. Two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook's a stud. Uh, Jay Binkley, keep doing your thing on
2: postgame, my man. Awesome, Dustman. I'll say this, too. Kyler Murray versus Tua is the first battle ever between two quarterbacks with a number one. Did you know the 2018 Heisman voting? This has never happened either. Kyler Murray was number one. Tua was number two in the Heisman voting. It's never happened when you had a first and second place quarterbacks battle out in the NFL. Just a little Kyler Murray Tua nuggets for you. We need to take a timeout. We come back. We'll do the injury report for the Kansas City Chiefs from today. Plus, we'll hear from the editor-in-chief, FarrowheadPride.com. Pete Sweeney.
0: This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino.
2: Welcome back. I'm Jay Bingley with Kramer Sansone producing the operation. We've got Sunday Night Football tonight, actually a good one. 6 and 2. Buccaneers versus the Saints, 5 and 2. A little Breeze Brady Showdown. Those two go back and forth with the touchdown lead, but as far as the Chiefs' injury report is concerned, and we'll talk to Pete Sweeney about some of these in just a minute. Taco Charlton looks like he has a fracture in his lower leg. That sounds like IR move there, Antonio Hamilton's his hamstring. Rashad Fenton sprained his ankle. We saw Mike Rimmers get banged up for just a little bit. By the way, he's not giving up a sack this season. He did come back. Yes, Durant, The uh, rookie from University of Missouri got some time in there. That's your injury report. Time to go now out to the Silverstein phone Center or I center phone line and talk to the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. His name, Pete Sweeney. Pete, good
9: evening. What's up, Bank? How you doing, man?
2: Any of these injuries concern you besides the only one that really concerns me, and that's Taco Charlton. I felt like he's having a pretty darn good year.
9: No, you know, the other two, what it seems like to me, are injuries that, you, know, you add the bye week into it, it should be fine by the next time the Chiefs play. But yeah, it doesn't seem like Taco Charlton's going to be back anytime soon. Uh, you hope that maybe he can make an impact later in the year. Fractures usually like range from six to eight weeks, so maybe there's a scenario where he could contribute in the postseason. Chiefs are lucky that IR is unlimited this year, so there are different things they can make. But you could expect him, if he has a fracture, he'll be going on IR shortly, and you got to figure out that other defensive end position.
2: Did you feel that, like, how do you feel about this game, Pete? I mean, it's 33 to 31. What's mm. your overall impressions? We know it was a gritty game. I feel, and Josh Klingler brought this up as well, and I feel 100% like he does. Carolina yeah. played their A game. They did everything they had to do to win this game, including go for it on fourth down three different times. You got to put touchdowns up against the Chiefs. They held the ball. They controlled the controlled the game at times. They had that long drive to start the game, and Pat Mahomes barely played in the first quarter. How do you overall feel? Because I think they beat a team that gave them everything that they had.
9: I agree, and I've talked to, to you about this before, both on AP Radio and on post game as well. You got to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs, and Carolina almost did. And I also think, as I explored their record a little bit more, both pre- and post-game, they're 3-6, and but they've been in five one-score games. And that was without Christian McCaffrey, who is almost a Mahomes-level freak. I think we forget that because he just hasn't been around this year. He missed six games. And the Chiefs have struggled when running backs are dynamic at that position. He was certainly good today. And you're right, there is, a, I think, a book in a way to beat the Chiefs and it's to limit possessions try to get stops when you can and going for it on fourth down when you have to and scoring in the red zone and you have to do every single thing right and as the Panthers found out you still may lose so my overall impression of this game is it's it's good to see the offensive consistency there I think Patrick Mahomes is playing like the best football player in the National Football League and good on him because there are defensive struggles that the Chiefs need to work out during the bye week but yeah it remains to to be the same here unless the other two team plays perfectly they're not going to be in the game the panthers probably get out of here and they feel lucky to have been within this crazy field goal uh somehow doing it it's crazy how much has to go right for you to even get a chance with the chiefs and that's just what they have built in kansas city
2: i i I felt that if carolina was able to run the ball better today Mm -hmm. i think they kind of Gave up on the run at times. Now, keep in mind, the Chiefs rushing defense was 29th in the league, giving up almost 143 yards a game. Panthers, 104 yards. That first drive, and they held the ball for 38 minutes to the Chiefs 21. Right. It just shows you the Chiefs maximizing the every opportunity on offense, which they really did today with the one punt they had the fumble at the end of the first half that doesn't matter in the missed field goal. But Carolina was doing everything with the time of possession Now, the flip side is the Chiefs not able to run the day, only 30 yards rushing, 50 yards against the Jets. That's only 80 yards in the last two weeks. Does that concern you at all?
9: Yeah, and it's been a little bit of the mix and match along the offensive line you had noted because of the injury. There was a moment where Yazier Durant had to come into the football game, and it just doesn't seem like they can get it going when they need to when it comes to run blocking. You're lucky to have Mahomes, who... There were parts I, I felt of this game where he struggles but he never struggles for four quarters so eventually he turned it on and and by then the chiefs were okay but i tend to agree with you going back to that point on the panthers and the first drive when that first drive was going on the panthers were controlling the clock they were getting first downs they were able to run off 853 and take a seven nothing lead It gave you a little pause because if they were able to do that all game, then it maybe got interesting because they were limiting Mahomes' possessions. And don't forget, they had a 14-3 lead. So the Chiefs fought back. Good on them. I think sometimes we got to remind ourselves that this is still the NFL and upsets happen all the time. you got the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game right now with the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys are embarrassing this year. So there's going to be hard, tough games. And I wouldn't be shocked when you look at this Carolina Panthers team. I wouldn't be shocked if they make a run for one of those three wild cards. I know what the record says, but now they got McCaffrey back. You can see where Bridgewater is like this Alex Smith type of quarterback, where would I be shocked if they go on some kind of run and are able to get into like a 9-7 and seven situation? No, I think they're a pretty good football team.
2: Hey, they beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are 5-2, and two, t- currently tied with the Dolphins. At 31, Dolphins much improved this year with the winning record. They lost by three points at New Orleans. I consider the Saints one of the better teams in the NFC. They lost the Chiefs by a couple of points. I think this is a team to look out for in the future. I love the way that they're coaching. I thought the coaching was excellent today. Where do you come out on Harrison Butker, Pete? Let's talk kicking oh, for boy. a second. Your favorite subject. Let's talk kickers. Yeah. I, I trust him on field goals. Even though he missed that 48-yarder day, he did drill a 55-yarder. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the only kicker in the league with multiple... 55-plus guard kicks this year. He drilled 258 in L.A. when he had a great game. But he's had six games now where he's missed an extra point. Pete, we've been waiting for it. Will it matter? It could have mattered today. That one point could have been the difference between going to overtime with Carolina or them winning this game.
9: I know. The Panthers were another chunk play away from Butker finally costing them a game with some of these problems. And you look at the schedule after the bye. It's division game tampa bay buccaneers who could be the best team in the nfc division game you have the miami dolphins who are looking like a formidable team now that two is playing well and their defense is really good new orleans is probably the second best team in the nfc and then you have atlanta who is finally starting to play better and then another division game which what once felt like a second half of the year that was easy if you really look at the teams it's, it's going to be some, some grinded out games similar to today. And that means the kicker needs to be making extra points. I mean, that's the bottom line. It, there, there's no excuse, and you have to make, you know, what is it, 95 to 100% of them. And you got to be honest. you got to look yourself in the mirror. Harrison Butker has the yips, and he's got to figure it out. I don't know if it's a situation now where you you've seen it consistently enough with these mistakes where you start to consider maybe to bring in a kicker and just to see what happens here. I know it sounds crazy because of how good he's been in the past. But it's a legitimate problem. And you're going to get into these games with teams that can play with you. And those points are going to matter. It almost mattered today. And, yeah, I am concerned. I think if there's one grand concern, like I I see some tweets coming in about the defense. The defense, it didn't really kick in last year until week 11. Bink, we talked about that on 6th and Sports Radio when in that Chargers game it finally figured it out. I think the defense will play well by the end of the year. This kicker thing is, is certainly something that uh, stands out, and it's something that teams, when they get into these type of situations, it can hinder them for them the entire year. So, yeah, it, it certainly is a concern of mine.
2: I'm not opposed to them going for two more often, to be honest with you, Pete. Yeah. I love the way the Chiefs and the creativity around the goal line. Uh, teams are getting two-point conversions at a 50% clip, and the two-point conversions are up this year from last year. I'm not opposed to even doing that just because of the – it, 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 okay, Butker hits 82% of his extra points. I would have to say the Chiefs would be somewhere in the 60s to 70% on two-point conversions, which would be less than kicking it, but it would be uh, fruitful at times.
9: Break even. Yeah, you break even. I I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I, I wonder how, how the Chiefs operate with this. I know finally it, it felt like it was on the Dave Tobe, the special teams coordinator radar. I wouldn't be opposed in games to going for two. It seems a little bit radical, but would the Chiefs end up with some of these woes with more more points in doing it? I think there's a possibility of that. So I'm open to suggestions here. I'm just surprised because for so long, especially like into that Chargers game where he was able to make 350 plus yards, you said to yourself, I, I think we got maybe a potential best kicker in the league, or at least someone who could compete with Tucker. And then the next week he plays Tucker and he just has not been the same since. And uh, again, it's it's just something that the Chiefs got to figure out.
2: Willie Gay, I thought, stepped up. He's not going to show up in the stat book as much Just recorded the one tackle. He had two excellent plays called back because of penalties, but I felt Willie Gay once again showed why he can, he can be in coverage as a linebacker.
9: Willie Gay is almost playing to a point on some of those flash plays where you're starting to say to yourself, I think a little bit, like, how, how is this guy not on the field for most of the defensive snaps? I mean, that's the type of athleticism I think you're seeing. And granted, I I think there are going to be some growing pains and some reads and maybe you don't necessarily trust him as much that, that because he, he needs to get the defense down, but it's just the talent seems so much to be there where, maybe you start to swallow some of those mistakes that you might have to make sure that he's on the field like that. That to me is the type of player he might be. So I'm hoping that after the bye week, we see more Willie Gay Jr. He certainly seems like really in his rookie season now, one of the more athletic defenders the Chiefs have period. And so he's got to be on the field.
2: Talking to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief of arrowheadpride.com, your source for Chiefs information right here in the Arrowhead Pride post game show. And Pete, what did you think about that play to Demarcus Robinson? Pat Mahomes puts himself in motion, spins around, hits Demarcus, very athletic play, and a play that he created in walkthroughs by just doing it, and they cult called Ferrari Wright. And Pat, or Andy Reid put it in the playbook, and he says, you know, if it works, I'll put it in the playbook. you got to do some impressive stuff for Andy Reid to take note and say, okay, I'll throw this on my play sheet. But Pat Mahomes was able to convince him with that play, and boom, it worked.
9: Yeah, pretty good moment after the game. Um, you know, we're on the Zoom calls now. We're not in person, which I don't love, but it is what it is. It's, you know, coronavirus and everything. But Andy Reid, even in wins sometimes, he's kind of locked in. He smiled as <laughs> he was talking about that. and The fact that Patrick Mahomes showed him enough in practice where he could motion and make sure there's almost like this no-look catch and fool the defense and... Yeah, it's a little circus, but that's fun. I I like fun things in football, and they were able to pull it off. It looked really good, and just another little thing that defenses have to look out for, man. This Chiefs offense is something else in that it's never satisfied, and there's never, I think, a lack of creativity. I mean, you would think at a certain point they would run out of things to do, and then all of a sudden a quarterback motion. So... Awesome to see. I love seeing that. Good to see D-Rob get a touchdown, too, on what was a really good day for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And I think you're looking at, right now, the MVP, the odds-on leader to, to win the NFL MVP and Patrick Mahomes. I know the odds probably won't come out till tomorrow. That's typically how it goes, but... I think with Russ's day and Mahomes' day where he had four touchdowns and, and all the yards and everything like that, I think he's going to be in the lead tomorrow.
2: Well, he came into the game 21 touchdowns, one pick per Elias Sports. No quarterback has ever done that in the history of the game through eight games. And, oh, by the way, he just goes out and throws four more today and yeah. has has nine touchdowns, 788 yards in the last two weeks. I do believe Pat Mahomes sits atop the MVP race.
9: Right, which is remarkable considering how much it felt like Russ Wilson had a lead on him. And you know, you blink, you have a game against the Jets. You blink again, it's a game against the Panthers, where you know the Chiefs were down. That usually sets up a scenario where you're going to be able to score touchdowns through the air quickly, and he did. And then you get, you know, all of a sudden you nine touchdowns, no picks, and it, it flips flips the the switch because you know Russ isn't continuing to keep it up. So. I think it's going to be a a one-on-one battle. Uh, I don't think that Russ is going to play that poorly for the rest of the season, so I think this is going to go on as the the year goes on. It'll be another storyline for us to follow, but I think Mahomes is certainly atop the MVP race right now.
2: And I think what helps him is the defense is so bad, giving up 29 points a game. Obviously, he's going to have some inflated numbers. The Chiefs came in with a third-best points per game, giving up 19 points a game on defense. And we've seen that before. You know, when Pat Mahomes throws five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns, the defense has given up a ton of a ton of yards. I mean, he, Mahomes lost the game where he scored fifty and forty points. That reminds me a lot of Seattle.
9: Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. And you're gonna have more opportunities in, in that in that type of thing. But yeah, I mean I I I just mentioned the second half schedule. I, I think these are gonna be some competitive games for the Chiefs. So they're gonna need Patrick Mahomes to throw touchdowns and I think he'll be in enough type of scenarios to stay with Russ Wilson, uh, whether for better or for worse if you're a Chiefs fan. I mean, a lot of these scenarios mean like they're going to be games, and I'm starting to feel like maybe that's a possibility unless I see something drastic from the defense in the Raiders and Bucks games to follow the bye.
2: Last thing for you, Pete, the bye week comes apart. We've talked about how the Chiefs either have a mini-bye or bye before every AFC West Road game. I think Mm -hmm. the uh, Chiefs, uh, the Raiders definitely have their attention They do get two weeks to prepare for the Raiders. They did take that nice little victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium that Nick Jacobs put out on Twitter. I don't think the Chiefs were wild about that. Um, You expecting the Raiders to get the full attention of the Chiefs going forward. So a revenge game, so to speak.
9: Yeah, you know what? I I think a lot of times players will say they don't look at that stuff, and I'm sure no one's really going to talk about it this week, but they know. Uh, they know that the Raiders did a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. Um, Bink, you're a, a big local football guy. That That's something that a high school team would do, and it would be a fun thing for the players and oh, whatever, Pete, you know, like Pete, that. Pete,
2: and Pete, Pete. This is,
9: this is the National Football League, so uh, I think that'll certainly be on their minds. I think they would have been locked in for this game anyway, but it is a little bit of an edge to a rivalry that has needed that. It's been a while with all the lovey doveyness between the former Packers coaching staff with Andy Reid and and um, John Gruden, and then you go to Derek Carr, Mister Nice. There just hasn't been that edge there. So the Raiders injected that against the World Champions for what I think was a, a bad move. I mean, why why give the Chiefs extra motivation to shove it, you know, at your new your new park there? Pete, so, this uh, is like baseball. Done, I mean.
2: This is like baseball when you plunk. The hitter, the next time up. When he show boats, you plunk him. You know, you know darn well the Chiefs take every little thing. You've seen their tweets after games. They know. They know what people are saying, what people are predicting. I guarantee you, that's on their mind. I don't think this is a high school thing. I think they legitimately care.
9: No, I, I, I'm not saying it was a high school thing for the Chiefs to care. I'm saying it was a high school move to do a victory lap. In the oh, yeah,
2: the that totally was, Pete.
9: That's what I mean. And so, it's something you would do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would do that. I, You know, if I, after I beat you in a chugging contest, I'll, no, I'll take, a no, lap, no. take a lap around where I need to. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that'll provide an additional edge. And if you notice, on the other side, no matter who the Chiefs are playing, Andy Reid is always very careful not to provide the other team with extra motivation. There's just no reason to do it. There's just no reason to do it. And so you're going to have that in this Raiders-Chiefs matchup after the bye.
2: Well, I appreciate it, Pete. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. You'll be on—you'll uh, be all over 610 Sports Radio this week, 715 in the yeah. morning on Tuesday. Yeah, so I'm
9: on uh, Fesco in the morning on Tuesday. 11. I do, what did I do? Oh, I do The Drive on Wednesday, and then mm-hmm. it's, of course, Arrowhead Pride Radio, which I hope we have this week. And mm-hmm. then Friday mornings, I'll join Cody and Gulliver. Yep. Until then, I'll smell you later.
2: Pete, 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 Pete. Did you get that again, Kramer. It snuck right through. I am tired of Pete doing that. I really am. I am tired of Pete doing that. Well, Travis Kelsey, 10 catches, 159 yards. As I mentioned, he he came in today. He got to a point where he was – Stephon Diggs did end up having a pretty good game with 115 yards. That's the only receiver with more yardage than uh, Travis Kelsey going forward here. Travis Kelsey did lead the AFC in receiving yardage last year, which is amazing for tight end. He's number two in the AFC in receiving yardage this year this is Travis Kelsey after the game
10: Travis I'm wondering because you watch routes and film with Tyreek what's it like in the middle of the play when you know the ball isn't going to you but do you get a sense that you know the ball is going to Tyreek
6: um yeah without a doubt I mean uh, I think I do a little bit too much of that is um trying kind of a. I know, see the coverage, see what they're in, and sometimes I kind of read the 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 route for Pat back there. Um, not necessarily for him, but I'm, I'm I'm reading it with him, and I think I know where the ball is going to go. And um, sometimes I do a little bit too much of that, and I uh, and I hurt us in terms of uh, when Pat really wants to get get me the ball. Um, but uh, in other other times, I mean, I I know certain routes that uh, that when. 10 gets over the top or if I grab a defender uh, it's it's toast for the defense. So it's just, um, it's playing around with that, but knowing exactly, uh, exactly what the play caller and what Pat want to do with the ball. Let's go next to Aaron. Lyon. Go ahead, Aaron.
7: Travis, I tweeted this a while back, but I want to get your thoughts on this, man. It seems like every week you have this move where you plant hard outside or plant hard inside and go the other way. I'm curious what the origins of that move are and why you think it works so well every week.
6: Um. I think uh, I think the, the, the biggest thing in terms of route running for me is, is knowing what defense what the defense is in. So knowing the coverage and once you know the coverage now you can start manipulating the defense. you can start to kind of uh, trick them and where you're gonna go and where uh, where you want to get open and um, just uh, putting my foot in the ground and uh, being able to you know get a big body to change direction, I think that's huge. I don't think a lot of tight ends um, incorporate that enough. Uh, I also think that I, uh, I got a lot of that from, uh, from playing hockey when I was younger, being able to play on the inside and outside of, uh, of, of skates, um, as well as, you know, just, uh, just on the basketball court, being able to put my foot in the ground and cross over, um, handles weren't too good. They were a little suspect on the court, which is why I'm, hoop- which is why I'm playing football now. But, uh, just being able to incorporate, uh, other sports into my game, um, has definitely helped me out. So all the young guys out there that, uh, that, that are hesitant to play another sport, make sure you get out there and, and, and you learn everything. next to Steve Walls. What, Steve.
3: Hey, Travis. Uh, you talked about your younger self, uh, which is crazy because I was going to ask you about your younger self. Um, you, Nicole, last week, uh, wore your Cincinnati game jersey. This week, Tyreek Hill changed his profile picture to your high school rivals photo. Uh, talk about the fact that your teammates are praying tribute to you, to the young Travis, and what does that mean uh, as, as they're showing respect to you?
6: It's, we have so much fun in this offense man, and this team in this building uh we just have a lot of great character guys that that enjoy what they do, so coming in the building every single day you know you're good for a few laughs and uh but at the same time you know that um a lot of guys this matters to a lot of people, so football is always first, so we're making sure we're taking care of business but uh but we're having fun with it and um Shout out to me, Cole. Man, I don't think he knew he was he was uh, helping recruiting when he did that. Man, a whole bunch of Georgia wide receivers are going to think Cincinnati is big time now, which I love, man. Uh, Cincinnati's six in the six in the country. Shout out to the Bearcats, um, and then Tyreek. He's he's too funny, man. I, I think it might have backfired on him because I found some I found some good pictures on him as well. So uh, it's just having fun, man. Tyreek is, uh, you know, I, I I really feel that my game went to a whole nother level when Tyreek got here, and then you put you add a speed demon like me, Cole. Um, like Demarcus Robinson, guys that, that can just flat out play the game. And I'm sure we'll get Sammy Watkins back here soon. Um, we all help each other out. And that's the, that's the best part about it is that uh, we communicate on the field, off the field, and uh, and, and, and just enjoy this experience together. Let's go next to Adam Teicher.
10: Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Travis. Sorry, uh, you just said a minute ago that uh, you feel like your game went to another level when Tyreek showed up. Can you elaborate on that, why you feel that way?
6: Um, he's the deadliest threat in the National Football League. I mean, you can hand the ball off to him in the backfield. Or I think we uh, his first couple of years, we really had him in the backfield, like handing the ball off uh, as a running back, and then it kind of just turned into getting him uh, in in uh, in the jet sweeps and, and kind of the um, the gadget plays that they call. But I mean, the the plays that are that he can absolutely kill you with, uh, just to get him out wide and get him on a one on one situation. But um, where he's taking his his game to a whole other level is the route running. I mean, you can't put a cap on his speed. It's just it's it's <laughs> it's a, you can't do it. And when we see it week in week out, um, he got open again today uh, deep, and it was just you know a lot of wind. So so him and Pat didn't didn't connect on it. But I mean, it's just it's it's every single week. It's not necessarily uh, how do you how do you stop Tyreek Hill. It's it's how do you contain him, and you can't contain the cheetah, man. He just keeps taking his game to another level. Um, the biggest uh, big play threat in the game, man, and, and then that, that's where it, it makes my my job a whole lot easier um, because he, he just draws so much attention being him. Thanks to Matt McMullen, good man.
3: Hey Travis, so uh, coming into the season, being the reigning champs, I mean you're going to take everybody's best shot. You got that today. but the Panthers are really going for it, trying to win today. You're eight and one now going into the bye halfway through uh, the run running back tour here. What does it say about this team, and how proud are you of this team that you're taking everyone's best shot and you're still getting victories out of this?
6: Um, I think uh, I think we just take a week week by week, day by day. Um, nobody's really thinking about you know uh, we were we're the defending champs, we're this, we're that. We're, we know who we are, and we're confident that we can win every football game that we that we go into because of the coaches, the schemes, the players that we have in this building, and. Um, you know, it's uh, hats off to the Panthers today for coming in and fighting. I mean, they gave us a, a great fight. They almost came out with the win, um, and we just have to, you know, watch the film, clean it up, and, and 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 move on to the next game. And and we knew coming into it that we were going to have to rebuild this team. It's not like I know we got the, a lot of the same players and and a lot of the same coaches, but um the NFL is it changes every single week. You know, so we gotta we gotta make sure that we or every single year. So we just got to make sure that um that we're building a championship caliber team. Uh, through the, through the regular season and into the playoffs, give us a chance to to try and run it back. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Pete and then Sam. Go to Pete.
9: Draft. Congrats on the win, Patrick. Today became the fastest quarterback to 100 touchdowns, and you've been here. Got another long. record. <laughs> uh, right. Put it on he, the shelf. I remember dating back to when the chiefs made the switch, you were actually one of the only people who was a little bit apprehensive. What do you make of going from like that feeling to now getting to be a part of a lot of those touchdowns and just watching it from a really side-by-side.
6: Side? Th- I mean, at that, that point in my career, I was just, I wanted to get Alex a super bowl. So that was the only thing I loved Alex. And I still love Alex for, for everything that he did when he was here and how much, how much professionalism he showed me and he, uh, he, how accountable he was to everybody here. Um, but I mean, once Pat got here, even when Alex was in his last year, it's been nothing but fun, man. That guy just comes in; he he balls. He has he has fun uh, throughout the day doing it. Um, and and it, yeah, he's, he's the best quarterback that I've ever played with. And it's uh, you know what? Just uh, looking forward to a lot lot more good memories, man. We'll the last The records to be broken. Uh, let's go to Sam. That was Your last.
11: Sam? Hey Travis, uh, another Patrick question for you. Um, a lot of guys, including Andy, have been pretty consistent saying he's playing better than he ever has, um, which is something considering he was the MVP, right, um, his first year. But what does that look like from from your point of view? Is is it is it merely? And I'm not trying to dis- discount this, but is it merely fewer interceptions, or are there plays that he's making that he wasn't capable of in the past?
6: It's just awareness. It's awareness. He's he's just a, he's uh, he's such a smarter player in terms of what the defenses are doing. The guy watches. An unbelievable amount of film. I mean, you really the the amount of film that he watches. You have to love this game. For <laughs> you have to love it because it's just it's it's a ridiculous amount of film from years and years of uh, of, of just taking uh, defensive coordinators and seeing what they've been doing uh, in the past. Um, and it's just. Uh, it's remarkable how much information he can throw up there in his head and be able to make an instinctual decision. Uh, but seeing the defense, recognizing what the defense is in, and then just making the right throws and being accurate. I mean, I think he's, I think I can definitely uh, second or third that, however many people have been saying it. He's definitely playing his best ball right now, man.
0: It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. A pass, Kelsey nearside, over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic. Mahomes faking a
1: handoff, throwing long, coming nearside, Tyree Side, slant padded, intercepted at the 40 35. Coming to the next side, it's one Ford hill
0: 10 5. A highlight filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown Kansas City!
2: Touchdown Kansas City brought to you by Olathe Ford Lincoln. Well, it was the Carolina Panthers striking first
1: blood. McCaffrey in the backfield. Chiefs are blitzing, they throw a left, wide open McCaffrey, touchdown on the angle left for the Carolina Panthers. The Chiefs blitzed, Carolina saw it, and they find McCaffrey for the touchdown. He's missed the last several games, but gets his presence felt early in this game, and the Panthers cash in.
2: It's a big drive, 15 plays, 75 yards, took 8.53 off the clock. I mean, that is textbook. You keep Mahomes on the sideline, where he can't hurt you. And this is really what Joe Brady. He's playing the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. And Matt Rule, the head coach, is what they wanted to do. Christian McCaffrey ended up today 82 yards receiving and a touchdown. 69 yards rushing and a touchdown. Came off the IR for this game. Really made an impact. 151 yards of total offense. Harrison Butker would add a 39-yard field goal. And make the score
1: 7-3. And then it was Carolina, again, jumping up 14-3. Again, tight triangular receivers left, but Samuel gets it on a flip pass right. A blocker in front of him. Ten, five, touchdown Carolina Panthers. Carolina ran this last week as well, but they used Curtis Samuel like the Chiefs used Tyree Kill. He came on a flip pass, and the Chiefs get burned. Mike Dana couldn't hold the edge, and the Panthers have two drives and two touchdowns.
2: Two drives, two touchdowns for the Carolina Panthers. Curtis Samuel they use him in the backfield. They use him a wide receiver. Use him all over the place. The Swiss Army knife. 14-yard pass there from Teddy Bridgewater. Nine play, 74 yards. And it took 3:59 off the clock. So they follow that 15-yard drive with the nine play drive. Then Demar or Harrison Bucker would kick a 55-yard field goal. And then our play of the game
1: Chiefs are in the red zone. They've got first down and goal to go at the two, trailing 14-6. to Now Mahomes in motion, comes back to the ball and catches fires for the end zone. Caught, touchdown, Kansas City, Demarcus Robinson on a two-yard touchdown pass. And for Mahomes, the 98th touchdown pass of his career, the 19th consecutive game with such a strike, but not a play like that one, a new wrinkle.
2: That's right, 19 straight games with a touchdown pass, the longest streak in the NFL. That is one of the best one-yard plays you will see. So creative, seven plays, 65-yard drive, taking 344 off the clock. Mahomes goes in motion, he steps to the right, he goes in motion, takes the snap from Austin Ryder. Then he spins around, had some pressure, finds Demarcus Robinson in the back of the end zone. They call the play Ferrari right. This is a play that Pat Mahomes has been working on in practice They liked it. You don't see a quarterback go in motion. That's why it was our play of the game. That brought the Chiefs within one point, 14-13. But the half would be ending with the Joey Sly 47-yard field goal for the Panthers. So halftime was 17-13 Carolina Panthers. But the third quarter did belong to the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Second down, three for Kansas City at the Carolina 5. Chiefs trailing by four. They fake it on end around. Now they throw it near side. Caught! Near side! Touchdown! Kansas City! Shades of Super Bowl 54 on the play that gave the Chiefs the lead in that game. A crisscross action in the backfield. Sprint out by Mahomes and he found Clyde Edwards. helaire and the Chiefs have their first lead of the game at 19-17 at 4.42 to go. Third quarter.
2: Louisiana hot sauce, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, four-yard pass there from Patrick Mahomes. Harrison Butker would add the extra point. That was five plays, 59 yards. Quick drive for the Chiefs, 217 off the clock, making the score 20-17. to But the Chiefs would get on the board again.
1: First and 10, Chiefs at the right hash, shooting 20-17, 30 seconds into the fourth quarter. They fake the draw to Bell. Mahomes will launch it for the end zone wide open Tyreek Hill touchdown Kansas City he could be playing Madden in his easy chair and his man cave for an easy touchdown Carolina blows coverage and the Chiefs have the coveted two possession lead at 14 23 to go in the game that made the score 26
2: to 17 Harrison Butker missed the point after attempt there would have been 27 to 17 but Carolina would come back and make this game a little
1: bit closer. Third down, goal to go, empty backfield for Carolina. She's trying to bring a rush, quarterback draw, Bridgewater angling right, touchdown. They emptied the backfield all the way and the Chiefs came off the edge in a play that we've seen before in the AFC. From runners like Lamar Jackson and Bridgewater with the quarterback draw and the Panthers are within three pending this extra point. The extra point
2: was good, so it was 26-24 Chiefs at this point. It's a Teddy Ridgewater four-yard run, nine-play, 70-yard drive, taking 4-0-1 off the clock. All right, so things are tightening up. What do the Chiefs do when things tighten up? Well, they do this.
1: First and goal at the two. Chiefs lead 26-24. 7.45 to go in the game. Hardman spinning in motion. They fake the jet sweep. They throw it right side. Caught at the right front pylon. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes, 101 in his career, the fastest in National Football League history, doing so in his 40th game to reach that benchmark, and the Chiefs with a PAT can go back up two scores.
2: The previous record was Dan Marino. It took him 44 games to get the 100, 100 touchdown passes. Pat Mahomes just 40 games, 101 touchdown passes there, but it was a seven-play, 39-yard drive, taking 242 off the clock. Tyreek Hill's second touchdown of this game, he had two the week before. So 13 catches, 211 yards, and four touchdowns for Tyreek Hill in the last two games. That made the score 33-24. Carolina, though, would tighten things up at the end.
1: They're in the eye. First and goal at the 1, 155 to go in the game. Bridgewater calls an audible. Again, double tight right out of the eye. McCaffrey plunges, touchdown Carolina.
2: Christian McCaffrey would score a second touchdown of the game. This one via the run had a passing touchdown on the first touchdown of the game for the Panthers. 11 plays, 75 yards, taking 547 off the clock. But the Chiefs win this game 33-31. That's the voice of Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hear him with Dana Hughes doing. Color and Josh Klingler doing sidelines on 106.5. The Wolf. That brought to you by Olathe Ford-Lincoln. Time to check in on these late scores, some crazy games in the NFL. Let's go to the NFL desk. and Oh, it's, okay, let's take a break for a minute, then we'll go to Dusty Likens and check on these late scores getting crazy in the NFL this afternoon. We'll go to Dustman right after the break.
0: This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino.
2: Chiefs go to 8-1, bye week this week before the Las Vegas Raiders, the little revenge game. Let's check on a wild afternoon in the NFL. Let's go back to the NFL desk with Dusty Likens. Dusty? Binkley, they're all done except for one. We get the Saints and Bucks tonight, so we get to see
7: the uh, return of Antonio Brown. I don't know why I'm weirdly excited about this. I have no idea. I can't really tell you. Maybe it's fantasy implications. But... Nobody cares what I think or what I feel about when it comes to stuff like that. But all the games are done except for that one. Pittsburgh somehow pulls a rabbit out of their hat with a limping Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) But let's be honest, they played a fourth-string quarterback uh, in Dallas. They end up winning 24-19. The game of the day for me was probably the Dolphins and Cardinals, which is also a challenge to um, the Chiefs-Panthers game. Both those games were really, really good. Uh Cardinals Dolphins though it was 34-31. Cardinals missed a late field goal as Gonzalez did. But the story of the day it was Tua versus uh Kyler Murray. Tua was 20 of 28 for 248, two touchdowns. Um, he also had seven rushes for 35 yards. You flip the script to the other side, Kyler Mark, Kyler Murray, 21 of 26, 283, three touchdowns passing. He also had 11 rushes for 106 yards and a touchdown. So you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. Well, you now can add two more into Tua and into Kyler Murray. Tua, a little bit more to go, but he looks like he's the real deal. The NFL is in extremely good conditions moving forward, Jay Binkley. Uh, Raiders-Chargers, great ending to this game. It was your typical Chargers ending. They're leading, they're playing the Raiders really well. They're at home, the Raiders were a one-point underdog. Raiders go up late, they go up early, or they go up late in the game, 31-26, and then off the very end, Justin Herbert throws a pass in the corner of the end zone for what they think is a touchdown. They call it a touchdown. It goes under review. Turns out the player was juggling the ball as he went down. Raiders hold off the Chargers. 31-26. Again, Justin Herbert was a stud. Once again, Jay Binkley, as he was 28 of 42 for 326, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Keenan Allen, the big guy on his side, nine for 103 and a touchdown. So, Chiefs 7-1, and one, Raiders 5-3, and three, Chargers nobody cares about, um, big day for fantasy numbers for Mahomes as well, four, uh, another big day, three, 300 plus yards, four touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes is uh, regaining the strength in the MVP races, Russell Wilson at two interceptions today, DK Metcalf, another big day as well, Binkley, 7 for 100, mm. and a touchdown, so, in the day of football on another Sunday, gets ready to close down, Binkley. Enjoy post game. Make sure Kramer gets home safe. I know you guys do a lot of long day working up there. So take care. Be easy. Have I need time. that chalupa. Yeah, man, I think so. I got to get something to you, man. I'm starving.
2: All right, Dustman. Thank you. There you go. Dusty Likens there with the NFL desk. Wild game. This was a chance for the Steelers taking out. Unlikely, all with Garrett Gilbert playing for Dallas, but they come by and barely go into Chargers. I'll say this I like Anthony Lynn as a coach. He's got to win. Keep an eye with, with head coaching jobs open. I don't think Eric beginning would take a job within the division, but LA becomes an attractive place with that team in Justin Herbert. Again, I think it takes a good quarterback like Deshaun Watson in Houston. Keep an eye on that job. Let's go back to the Silverstein ice. Center's phone line before we head inside that locker room brought to you by Santa Fe auto sound. Let's go to you and KC. What's up you.
8: Hey, what's up, bank. How are you? Um, I'm great, man. Uh, we got a good win. I, I, I definitely think that um, the defense played a little bit down, I, and maybe even the offense at first. I don't know. But it felt like uh, it felt like they were just kind of sleepwalking through it. But I, I'll be honest with you, sometimes it feels like that with Chiefs games, and then they wake up in the second quarter, third quarter. It's fine. But I am uh, – shouts out to um, Armani Watts. Because I think he deserves a game ball. Well, maybe not a game ball, but he definitely deserves honorable mention for that that um, down he did. And I hope he, I hope he shows up. Well, oh, that
2: mattered too. With Armani Watts knocking it down, that might have, you know, the, the Carolina wanted that. They wanted that that, that pass on the he outside and go out of bounds. That's what they wanted, and the Chiefs were ready for it.
8: And and Armani was ready for it. And I, and I don't blame Spags for blitzing. All the time, or often, as often as he did. I do not blame him. I like it. Keep going forward. It didn't work, but hey, sometimes you lose some, you win some. So I'm glad we won this game. Thanks for the thanks for taking my call.
2: There you go. Thank you, you for that. Appreciate the call in there. But yeah, you lose, win some, you lose some in the National Football League. It's how this thing goes. Look at some of these scores. You wouldn't believe Let's go inside that locker room brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the man of the hour. In my vote at this point, well, I don't have a vote, but if I did, this guy will end up being MVP if he keeps playing like this. 25 touchdowns, one interception. Unbelievable play by Patrick Mahomes. Here's Patrick.
3: Hey, Patrick. Um, Andy mentioned that – the play where you're going in motion kind of came from something you were doing in practice. Can you kind of just tell us the history of that play?
12: Yeah. So uh, you see me, I think in training camp before practice, and I'm taking uh, snaps with the centers. And uh, so obviously I'm doing formations and stuff like that. And I started going in motion. And then after that, I had to go to Tom Melvin, our, our tight ends coach, and ask if it was legal for me to be in motion. And he said, as long as everyone was set. And so then after I got that, I took it to special teams and, trying to work with Trav and Tyreek on these different plays that we can run from it. And uh, I had to, I had to start throwing like little hints to coach Reed that we needed to try it out. And, and it finally got it in and it, and it worked out well. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Good ahead, Matt.
3: Hey, Patrick, uh, if you're at Liberty to, to do so, can you tell us what that play is called?
12: Uh, it's called Ferrari, right? <laughs> Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd.
7: Patrick, when you're sitting there in the first quarter and it seemed like probably 20 minutes of real time, you're sitting over on the sideline watching them go down there. Do you, do you kind of get the feeling early you guys
12: are going to be in, like in an all day game that's going to take everything you have to get through it? Uh, we, we knew that coming in. I mean, if you watch the tape of the Panthers play, I mean, every single game, no matter who they play, they've been right in it. Um, so we knew it was going to be a dogfight. We knew it was going to be uh, something we're going to have to bring our best game. And obviously we we've learned from our previous experiences of we've had teams that have kind of held the ball out of the offense's hand and try to really milk the clock. And uh, we understand that every opportunity and every drive is, is, is crucial. And so we, we learned from that of of losses we've taken in the past and, and we went out there and, and found a way to win the game today. Next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
10: Hey Patrick, along those lines, um, You know, Carolina went on that, what, nine, ten minute drive to start the game. Do you have to kind of calm yourself down a little bit or maybe your teammates as well? Hey, we don't have to make it all up in one play. Uh, uh, You need to keep some patience that it's a long game.
12: I think that just comes with uh, experiences that we've had. Um, We've been in these type of games before and we haven't had as much uh, success. And so um, I think guys are ready to go and knew how, how critical that first drive was to get a drive going, get our defense some time to rest up. Um, and we did a good job of moving it down the field and getting three points on the board. And so uh, it, it's, it's something that you have to learn from your experiences and, and really just play the game, no matter what the situation is. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete.
9: Congrats, Patrick. Uh, we've asked you iterations of this before, but it was 30 targets today for Tyreek and Trav. How fortunate do you feel that these weapons landed in this situation with you and Andy and sort of all you guys together in it, um, you know, together.
12: You said 30, huh? Ah, God, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, they're, they're two special players. Um, they're, they're both, they really understand the offense. They know how to get themselves open, and they're hard guys to cover one-on-one. And so whenever they're working like that, we're a hard offense to stop, and you see guys that when they get their number called too, they make plays as well. And so uh, I think it's a combination of everything, of them being as skilled as they are, them being as smart as they are, and then other guys, uh, whenever they get their number called, making plays as well.
3: Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick, uh, a little
12: along
13: the same lines. Can you take us through the 44-yard pass to Travis uh, that kind of got you started in the third quarter? And then just one follow-up real quick, Brad, after after that.
12: Yeah, I believe that was the one where he kind of ran, like, the out-and-up. Was that was it that one? Or, yeah, so uh, the, the out-and-up one, we, we run that play a lot where we kind of have Travis in that position. He runs a lot of out-routes and in-routes. And so um, after we, we had ran it earlier in the game, we had noticed that they were trying, they were really trying to drive it and really trying to make plays on the ball. And so uh, when we got the right opportunity, we, we called that play and it was a great call and he, made, he ran a great route and I started to get the ball to him and it kind of got the drive uh, going again and we were able to get, uh, go down and put points on the board.
13: And just the follow up is just, just, it seems like such a reliable relationship between Travis and you in particular that, that almost you can take it for granted. Do you feel that way?
12: No, I mean, it's it's, it's something that I, I will never take for granted. I mean, uh, coming to this offense and I'd never played with a tight end before, and then to get the best tight end in the league, I mean, it, it's it's special. And it's something that I always have a guy that I know where he's going to be at and he's going to continue to work. Let's connect to Nate Taylor. Go
10: ahead, Nate. Hey Patrick, I have two quick questions as well. The first one is, what do you feel like you said that convinced Andy to let you try the Ferrari ride today?
12: Well, I don't know if I've said anything, but there was there's a time and when we're kind of going and we're kind of doing a little, uh, uh, what's it called, like a walkthrough for the defense. And so in that walkthrough, he kind of gives us a little opportunity to do a little little stuff that we kind of wanted to try out. And I did it there, and I think he liked how it looked there. So it was, you, have to, you have to show him. He has to see proof of it working uh, in a live situation before he, he's going to put it in there. Got three
11: more. We'll go
3: right down the line. we with Sam. Go ahead, Sam.
11: Hey, uh, Patrick, um, just a couple minutes ago, Andy said that we're seeing the best of you, that this is the best that you've played. A lot of times that, that's spoken in, in the context of, you know, like only one interception, right, this season. But I'm wondering if you think it's more than that. Like, are, are there plays, are there big plays, you know, positive plays that you're capable of making now that you weren't last year, two years ago? Or is it mostly sort of the, the bad plays are going down?
12: I think I just understand the game more. I was saying it last year, um, whenever I didn't have as many stats uh, to kind of back it up, I guess you say I, I felt like I was playing better last year than I did the year before. And so this year, obviously, we're getting the touchdowns that we didn't have last year, I guess you would say. Um, but I feel like every single year, I'm, I'm more comfortable within the offense. I'm more comfortable reading defenses. And I understand where the balls may go even before the snap of the ball.
2: Go next to Darren
5: Smith. Go, there.
10: Hey, Patrick, uh, a couple quick questions, but the first one being, you know, they're going to ask you about the game, but obviously with the bye week coming up, uh, what's that, what's that look like for you? I know you all been playing, you know, balling out these last few weeks. And after today's game, I know you're going to be looking to take a break. And, and so how does uh, this bye week look for you? And then again, I have a quick follow up.
12: Yeah, the bye week for me is going to be, uh, I'll probably take a day off tomorrow, maybe come in and watch the film on the game today. Then I'll probably work out the, the the next few days, and then watch the Masters on the weekend. Um, but I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be pretty in tune. I mean, we got a pretty big one coming up after the bye week, so I'll be ready to go for that one for sure.
10: And then you know, just looking at it from thirty thousand feet, obviously you you and your fiance you're going to be expecting uh, a, a princess, my homegirl, uh, very shortly. What's it going to look like for her? Uh, knowing what all that you just got through doing with this voter registration stuff in the election that she'd be able to you know when she she'll be able to grow up and watch on television seeing seeing a, a vice president that looks like her when she comes apart and, yeah. and do you plan on and do you all plan on uh, visiting the White House in the near future when they become when they get there?
12: Well, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard if we're, what the White House uh, thing's going to happen. I know we were, we were kind of going through that this last offseason season with the COVID situation, and hopefully we can get another championship and then have another opportunity to do that as well. Um, but uh, it's, it's going to be cool. I mean, for her to be able to see someone that looks like her uh, in such a high position, such a great position uh, uh, that is distinguished and has so much respect, I mean, it's going to show her that she can do whatever she wants to do, and I'm going to try to do whatever I can to give her those opportunities. Um, and so uh, it, um, it's going to be new to me, but I'm excited for the experience and the challenge of trying to be the best dad that I can be. Last to Matt and Derek. Go ahead, Matt.
9: Hey, Patrick, after the missed extra point, it looked like you had gone over and gave a hug to Harrison Butker and had some words for him. I'm just curious, you know, you know what you said to him and um, with the struggles with the extra points. I mean, how important has it been just to, for him to have the teams back?
12: Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen him do, do it before. And uh, as far as what I said, I mean, all, all I said was he's one of the best kickers and not the best kicker in the league. Just go out there and kick the ball. I mean, don't take it as serious. We got your back regardless. Uh, you're, you're just as important as every other person on this team. And maybe may more important. And so uh, for him, we have all the ultimate trust in him to go out there every single time he hits the field.
2: And there's Patrick Mahomes brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. And I'll tell you this much, too. With Harrison Butker, yes, have the quarterback over there, give him some confidence, whatever it takes. And Dave Tobe's probably working on the mystery of why Harrison Butker is struggling on extra points. There's been six of them. We haven't seen it come to fruition where it's made a difference in the game. Could have made a difference in this game. But the play that everybody's talking about, and that's why this team is so fun, you have the Rolex play, the Jet Chip Wasp in the Super Bowl. Remember back to Dontari Poe and the Hungry Pig Right. Um, the sausage and his play. I mean, just everything has got a name for it, and it's fun to hear. But this play was amazing that brought this game back to 14-13 to 13 when Pat Mahomes goes in motion. It's one everybody's talking about, Ferrari Wright.
1: Chiefs are in the red zone. They've got first down and goal to go at the two, trailing 14-6. to six. Now Mahomes in motion, comes back to the ball and catches, fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown! Kansas City, Demarcus Robinson on a two-yard touchdown pass. And for Mahomes, the 98th touchdown pass of his career, the 19th consecutive game with such a strike, but not a play like that one, a new wrinkle.
2: I mean, it's unbelievable the creativity of this offense. I mean, this is an offense that college coaches sit and watch, high school coaches sit and watch. Other NFL coaches try things that work for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we've seen the push pass at the goal line with Hardman and Tyreek Hill doing it. But just another wrinkle for the Kansas City Chiefs doing things. Patrick Mahomes already came into this game. Number two in the NFL in yardage. Number three in touchdowns because Aaron Rodgers got a chance to play on Thursday night. Although Patrick Mahomes passes Aaron Rodgers and touchdown passes by one. Russell Wilson goes to 28 touchdown passes now as he had a couple today. Patrick Mahomes at 25, but just one pick. He's getting better, and he's getting smart with the football. With all these things creatively the defenses are doing to try to slow him down, it's not doing it, and it's not working. This guy's on pace for 4,400 yards, 42 touchdowns. I mean, what he's doing is, is unbelievable. You're seeing him get better right before your eyes. You know, Andy Reid was asked the question, this is the best we've seen from Patrick Mahomes, but this is what you're seeing from him. He's so cerebral at the position. Again, that very right play was a play he designed. You know, they will think of it. You already have these these great minds and Andy Reid and, and Eric Bianami and Mike Kafka. And then I call it a four-headed monster when you throw in Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to 610 Sports KC, KCSP, Kansas City, WDAF, HD2 Liberty, a radio.com sports station. Let's go back in that locker room once again. We've got to hear from the head coach himself. Let's go back in the locker room, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio. Since 1967, here's the head coach, Andy Reem.
13: All right. Um, had a couple of injuries. Um, Taco Charlton looks like uh, he's got a fracture on his lower leg there. So uh, we'll get more information on that tomorrow. Uh, but for right now, that's what we have for you. So, And then Antonio Hamilton uh, strained his hamstring. Fenton uh, sprained his left ankle a bit. So those guys will get, get worked on. Um, we're going to the bye here. So we have a little time on that. Uh, Good. Again, a good team win. It was great to see the defense just bear down that last drive and we uh, were able to get off the field, some strategic things that they did. I thought, well, that last play easier said than done when you have a good kicker like they do uh, to protect the sideline, you know, where where we did and uh, not allow them to get to the 40, which they tried to do. And, um, and you saw his last kick. I mean, he, you got a big legs. So and then um I was proud of the uh, the offense and the job that they did. E B had a great game plan and uh the guys I thought executed it well. We um I think overall both sides of the ball, probably too many penalties when you take care of business there. Um but we'll, we'll keep we'll keep working on that. The bottom line is I mentioned this to you guys earlier that <clears throat> this is a good football team. They're good on special teams, they're good on offense and defense they're well coached uh, and they've got good talent so their future is bright um and and so we knew we're gonna have our hands full today and i was just proud of the guys bearing down uh sometimes it's tough to do that when you're back in a bye week but the guys uh put it down when they needed to anyways with that time's yours let's go first to sam mcdowell go ahead sam
3: Hey Andy, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but obviously the Panthers were aggressive in their coaching decisions, fourth downs, the onside kick. Do you anticipate because you've got your guys' success that you're going to see teams take some shots like this against you pretty often, that there's an importance on sort of expecting the unexpected with you guys?
13: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I I think you're right on there, Sam. Yes. I do expect that. Yeah. Let's
12: go next to Sam Mellinger. Go
11: ahead, Sam. Hey, um, Andy, we've asked you a lot about Patrick, and you've talked a lot about Patrick, but is this the best he's played um, in his three years? And, I, and I'm wondering if that's – is. are there things that he's able to do now that he wasn't able to do year one or two, or is it mostly just the mistakes are gone? You understand what I'm trying to ask?
13: Yeah, sure. No, I, listen, I think you're seeing uh, the best of him right now, um, and <clears throat> some of it you might not see. So uh, the things he does behind the scenes and then uh, – whether it's lookoffs, the small, subtle things, uh, you heard Richard Sherman talk about it the other day, just uh, little uh, the, little intricacies of the offense and how he handles it. and um, and everybody has full confidence in him doing his job. So I think e b would you know say the same thing uh, standing up here that um, we have full confidence that he'll uh, he'll do what he needs to do to um, to win a game. I mean that's that's how he he operates. and whether it's whether he's doing it during the week by showing up and working his tail off to make sure he knows the opponent uh, to what you see on game day. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete.
9: Hey coach, congrats on the game plan and win. I know it's a long game that was back and forth, but a lot of people are going to be talking about that motion quarterback play that you hit Robinson over the touchdown. I'm wondering if you could share the origins of how that came to be.
13: Yeah. So the last three weeks, Pat's been messing around with it and, so I told him, I said, we're going to put it in. And he looked at me like I was crazy. But um, he he had been doing it, and it looked good. So said, it looks good. Let's try it. And um, so we tried it. He, he goes down there during special teams, and he was messing around with a couple things. And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, so we, we put it in, and it worked. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt.
9: Hey, Coach. Uh, I was just curious if you could speak to Travis's day and what he was able to do for you guys on offense.
13: Yeah, I thought Travis was unbelievable. He had one of those days. Uh, just anytime big play needed, both he and Tyreek uh, made them, and uh, you know, so proud of those those two and uh, how mature they are and how they've handled everything and uh, grown as men. You know, most of all. So, um, but Trav had a you know an All Pro day, which he is. And but <clears throat> we never take that stuff for granted, whether it's Kels, Trav, you know, so on, or, or Tyreek. I mean, even though know, these guys some of the better players in the league we never take that for granted i appreciate all their their hard work and what goes into it to get get that show done on uh <clears throat> on on game day let's go next to nate taylor go
10: ahead nate hey andy what if actually the idea of teams obviously being aggressive similar to what uh sam mcdowell asked earlier but when you know a team is trying to be as aggressive as possible against you, does that alter your game plan in any way, shape, or form, as you sort of see the game playing out in front of you?
13: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I thought it was important that we at least attempt to keep the defense off the field. I mean, we uh, we had some fairly quick scores, and, and uh, you know, but at the same time, we want to put as many points on the board as we possibly can. I mean, that came in handy uh, today, so. Um, it's not the old four corners, uh, stall here. It's, we got to try to score and it's hard to do in this league. We had a couple opportunities that got past us, uh, early, um, but we came back and, and we're able to get some nice, nice shots in there that we needed, but we try to stay aggressive to answer your question. We're going to try to always stay aggressive. Let's go next to Herbie, T.O.P. Go ahead,
12: Herbie. Hey coach, from the press box, it seemed like uh, Daniel Sorensen was shadowing uh, Christian McCaffrey. If that was indeed the plan, how do you think Sorensen did in that matchup?
13: Yeah. So the plays uh, that he was asked to do it on, um, I thought he did a good job. Um, uh, listen, he, McCaffrey is a pretty good player and had a pretty good day. So he, but uh, we tried a couple different things on him. You got to give him different looks. And so uh, we tried that, but, Listen, great players made great plays and whether it was a big catch or his runs, uh, they did a nice job, but I, I tell you, Sorenson, I thought he played a respectable game there. We've got time for a couple more guys. We'll go Bahe and then Aaron. Go ahead,
10: Vahe. Hey, Andy. Um, one other thing about
13: Travis. Um, early in the third quarter, it seemed you guys might have maybe needed a little jump start, that 44-yard pass to set up the touchdown. Can you just describe that play a little bit and whether it Gave you that kind of uh, juice? Yeah, we did. We needed a jump start right there, and, and so he gave it to us. It was an out and I went up. Uh, I think is the one you're talking about. And um, so he he did well with it. And Pat threw him a nice ball. Big play. I mean, he had several big plays. I think that's the one you're talking about.
12: Let's go last to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, second game in
7: a row where I'm going to ask you about this balance between the pass game and the run game. Are, are we just reading too much
12: into it, or or what do you think? Is there something leading to that disconnect?
13: Yeah, so um, we played two good run teams in in a row here. Both these two are pretty <clears throat> pretty solid up front. So we felt like the pass game could uh, we could execute that <clears throat> maybe even better than the run game. <clears throat> Although we had some production there, and um, you know we're going to try to do what works. Uh, that particular week, and uh, and uh, roll with it. So, I, I we've got good running backs, but if teams are going to try to take that away, then you know they got to also think about the throw game. So,
2: there you go, Coach Andy Reid. That audio brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Chiefs get the win, 33 to 31 in a tough, tough game against the Panthers. They gave them everything. Matt Rules going forward on fourth down, three for three. Time of possession. They did everything they could. That was the Carolina Panthers throwing everything at the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks for your phone calls. Thanks to Josh Klingler for joining us. The sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. And thanks to Pete Sweeney. Don't forget, tomorrow It's 7.30 on Fesco in the morning, Derek Johnson, the Chiefs' all-time leading tackler. Then at 8.30, Danon Hughes, color commentator for the Chiefs. Eleven o'clock Bill Moss joins Cody and Gold and of course the Amy Reed Presser at noon and Pat Mahomes at two fifteen with the drive. Great job producing Kramer Sansone. I'm Jay Binkley saying good night everybody.